understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Face Podcast. It's your girl, Jessica Hurley, and you're in for a real treat because today I'm going to give you a quick listen to something that I usually don't talk about on the Stranded Face. I work very hard to use this podcast as a platform to help you remove limiting beliefs, really encourage you to understand that every part of your journey, good or bad, is required in this thing that we called life. And if you want more, there are some steps you're going to have to take. It's going to be hard. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be some things that you have to embrace and some things that you're going to have to sacrifice that are out of the norm, including friends, family, lifestyle, habits, all of the above. And I'm just here to remind you guys that if we choose to embrace it, life will look different on the other side. The way you see life will look different on the other side. But what I don't do a lot on the strain of phase is teach. For those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that I run a podcast management agency called Insta Podcast. That is my baby. We produce, publish, and manage over 30 plus podcasts, popular podcasts on iTunes, as well as I do have an educational business where I teach people how to start, really craft their message behind the mic and start a popular podcast because I think it's such a phenomenal tool to use to leverage and create your brand or business. And I know that to be a fact. So I was featured on the Soul Biz podcast with Stephanie Starr. And we talked about everything podcasting. Why do you need to start a podcast? How do you start a podcast? How do you know that you have the right message for a podcast? What are some first steps? What are some ways to qualify your idea? And how do you really help yourself best to get your message out there? And is podcasting the right platform for you? It matters so much to me that you get everything that you deserve from this platform. And so I use other platforms to sell my services and products, but I've had so many people reaching out to me lately about podcasting and using this as a tool. And I will tell you all day long that it has been the best tool for me. It has been the thing that has launched my brand. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to have the ability to communicate, share, and the want and desire to impact other people. So if that's you, you might want to listen to this episode. So without further ado, here is my episode with bomb business coach Stephanie Starr from the Soul Biz Podcast on how to build your authentic tribe through the power of podcasting. Hey, babes. Thanks for joining us on the Soul Biz Podcast. This is my first official interview on this podcast, and I'm so excited about it. And I really couldn't think of anyone better to be my first interview than my very own podcast manager, Jessica Hurley. And she is here today, and she is going to give you guys everything you need to know about starting a podcast. So Jess, thanks for joining us. Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. I think this is so cool because we got to be a part of your journey and kind of watch this thing blossom and grow and just how incredible you are with your message and how much knowledge you give away to people. I think people have no idea for what they're in store for. This is going to be like, this is the free ebook you download. Like this is your podcast. You give away everything. And so I'm so excited for people to hear this, binge this and consume this. You're going to change some lives for sure. 
Awesome. And I'm so lucky to have a great team helping me get out there (laughs) because tech is not my jam, people. This would not be happening if I did not hire Jess and her team. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) Outsourcing is life. (laughs) It really is. If you want to have a life. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Facts. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to dive in um, and I'm going to start asking you some questions. Let's go. Okay. So Lots of people are probably binging my podcast right now because it's awesome. And now they're all inspired and they're like, damn, I want to have my own podcast. I want to do this too. So if someone decided right now or three episodes ago that they want to start their own podcast, where would they start? Absolutely. So first things first, if you're listening to Stephanie or you're listening to another incredible podcaster and you have this moment where you close your eyes and you go... I could do this. I could see myself doing this. I know I have skills. I know stuff. I could share stuff with the world. I want you to acknowledge that that's perfectly okay. And you're not going to have a vision that was not created for you. There is no one person that is better than the other to create a podcast. You don't have to be an incredible storyteller. You don't have to have the most traumatic story on planet Earth. You don't have to be willing to have the best pity party to have a popular podcast. You have to be willing to educate people and engage them and make them feel like they're sitting on the couch with you. And that's really all there is to it. There's a niche audience for everyone. And so if you have the concept or idea, go for it. There's so many incredible things about podcasting, but people Google it, they get overwhelmed. And this is where they stop because it is too much to do. So the first things first, I always tell people, go grab yourself a mic, order a mic. And most people would say, well, I don't have my idea yet. I don't have the title yet. That's okay. If you ever plan to be in business online, if you ever plan to be on anyone's podcast, if you ever plan on recording any content, If you ever plan on doing a YouTube video, baby girl, you need a mic. You just need a mic, period. So go get a mic. I would say my top three mics are a a Blue Yeti. I would say the Shure mic, and it's spelled S-H-U-R-E, and it's like an SMB7, I think. Those are way more expensive. That's like a $399 mic, so that's high level. But if you want to go low level, under $100, there's a uh, mic called a Samson. Not Samsung, Samson, S-A-M-S-O-N. And then there is the blue uh, snowball. That's like a $60 mic. And then there's an ATR 2100. And I think just a simple rule of thumb for people is there's something called a dynamic mic. And the other one, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. But basically your best bet is to have a two-sided mic. You want a two-sided mic. Because if you ever plan on interviewing a friend, if you ever plan on interviewing you and your girls, instead of having to have two mics or three mics or four mics plugged into some additional contraption that you're going to have to buy, you can get a mic that is dynamic and picks up the whole room for the price of multiple mic, like for the price less than multiple mics. So you want to definitely get yourself a dynamic mic. So if that helps, so I would say get yourself a mic and then content creation is critical. I think the two things that really make podcasts popular are consistency and valuable content. And so as you jump into your idea, you want to validate for yourself and your potential listeners, you have valuable content ideas. I have a lot of people that come to me and go, oh my God, I want to start a podcast about this. And then I say, great, write down 25 ideas. And that's where they get lost. They can't think about 25 things that they would talk about, about that specific subject area. So make sure that you can validate for yourself and your potential listeners that you can create valuable content around this idea. So go write down 25 ideas. I tell people, write down 25 ideas, circle some buzzwords, 
Like, let's say, for instance, you decide you wanted to come up with a podcast about dieting, right? My diet starts tomorrow podcast. And then you write down 25 ideas about how much dieting sucks. So you circle buzzwords like keto and unhealthy and all of these other words. And then go create a storyboard for all of these words and like write short stories. So what was the one time that I felt really unhealthy and felt like I needed to start a diet? What was that one story that made me hate keto dieting and I told myself I would never do it again? Start writing some short stories around these buzzwords. That will really validate to you like, okay, I could talk about this on end forever and ever and ever. I mean, there's a million ways to create content, but you want to validate to yourself, this isn't something that you'll get tired of talking about that it's something that you're truly passionate about, and it's something that you would love to educate other people about. But before I end, I wanna say this. When I say educate other people, I do not want you to get stuck on that you have to be the expert to start a podcast. Most people will put that one mile long barrier in front of it and say, well, I'm so scared, you know, I need a certification before I get on there and start talking about dieting. I need to be further educated before I get on there and talk about online marketing. I need to make a million dollars before I get on there and talk about business. You do not. It is fully okay to start a podcast to literally just network and get on there and say, I don't know everything, but I want to interview a bunch of guests and I want to learn and I want to take you on this journey with me. There has been a ton of popular podcasts, podcasts that have been born of that idea alone. So don't be afraid, but validate that this is something that you can talk about on end over and over and over again. I love the mic recommendation because as you know, (laughs) you cannot just get a microphone because Amazon said it's a good idea. I'm telling you. (laughs) And you'll pay a lot more for it in Canada. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't just record in any room either. You cannot. Right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So if you've got a fancy office, good luck. So there's a few simple things. Everyone will go, well, I have an office, so that'll probably be my best recording space. Any room that isn't carpeted, tile or hardwood floors, high ceilings, wide open windows without curtains, you better believe it's going to come with an echo. It doesn't matter how solid your microphone is, unless it's a a microphone that you can like literally, like a singing microphone where when you talk into it, it only picks up that closely and it doesn't pick up your environment. But other than that, you're going to have an echo. So you have to be doing this. And this is why a lot of people record podcasts from their cars, from their closets, or they get some expensive casing around their microphone to create a barrier as if they were in a recording studio. So you kind of got to make sure you're in a carpeted room that doesn't have that wide open echo. Yeah. And don't think you're above recording in your closet because I went and bought an, an upgraded mic. And then we went and bought me the little filter thing to go around the mic. And then it just got to the point where Jess was like, dude, you, you got to get a new mic. Record. This isn't going to work. Record in your closet and reinvest in a better mic. So don't just go by, you know, oh, this looks good and I can afford it. Like get the good one. Get the good one. It's so worth spending. I always tell people $100, $120 is about what you should spend on a microphone. Yeah, totally. Okay. So... And I think you kind of maybe already answered some of this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What are the first questions someone would want to ask themselves and what would be important for them to get clear on if they want to start a podcast? Definitely the valuable content that we discussed. Can you create valuable content about around this idea? But another question to ask yourself is why are you doing this? And trust me when I tell you I'm so tired of people saying like, understand your why. It's more important than that because almost every podcaster will start out as a hobby or solo, like an indie podcaster. Podcasting is 
the long game. So when I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I definitely want to start a podcast. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, I need another source of revenue and I want to do this and that. And I'm like, wrong, wrong gym, wrong gym to play in. Like, this is not the thing that you're going to launch. And three weeks later, people are going to be throwing money at you. And it doesn't matter how great your listenership is. You could bounce this thing off the walls and chart top of the charts in Apple iTunes. And most standard advertisers that would likely advertise on your show want anywhere from 30 to 90 days of demographics and information to begin or consider sponsoring your podcast. So this is for sure a long game. Like, and on average, most people get between 100 and 300 downloads in their first couple of weeks, unless they have a very significant audience. Doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Doesn't mean you can't have an incredibly engaged audience. And we'll get into that in a minute when we talk about the pros, but you need to ask yourself why you're doing this. If it's income, like if you're like, I need a side hustle and I need extra money. Podcasting is not that. Podcasting is where you're gonna create a niche audience. It's where you're gonna scale intimacy with people on a different level, different level than you've ever done on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. It's a place where you can really create a tribe. It's a place where you can get honest, but, and it's a long game, but it's not somewhere where you're going to create money in three to four weeks. I think it's important for people to know that for sure. Okay. So what are the pros? Talk to me about the long game. What is the pro? And if you're going to go buy this microphone and you're going to drink tea in your closet on the floor, like, why are we doing this? (laughs) Right. Cause thus far, this makes no sense, right? Like, why am I paying $200 for a microphone? Why am I going to sit Indian crisscross style applesauce on my floor to to record a podcast episode? This doesn't make any sense. Well, let's get into this because here's where the goods come in and catch me if I talk too long because that's how good this is. So a couple things to throw your way, right? So let's throw out some stats because it feels like right now, any human being that has started a business in the last year or is starting a business and now brick and mortars that are looking to go virtually online, they don't know where to start, right? Because it feels like any platform that you go on, you're screaming at the top of your lungs and it's hard to be seen. It's like being at a concert in the 189th row and trying to get the artist to see you. It's like you're jumping, you're yelling like me, 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 look at me. And it is very hard. And I really tell people there's only got six options to get your name out there in a big way these days. It's like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, blogging, podcasts, or writing a book. Like that's about all you got. There's your six options, right? Well, if you look at the stats and you talk about oversaturation or competition, so there's currently, as of the beginning of this year, there's over 50 million registered content creators on YouTube, over a billion viewers, but 50 million content creators. So there's your oversaturated competition right there. A billion users on Facebook. I think they said 3 million of them are using paid ads. That's just paid ads. Think about how many businesses you and I know that aren't using paid ads that are businesses on Facebook. 3 million using paid ads. So you're 3 million there, over 20 million active blog sites that you're competing with. And we know Instagram feels oversaturated. When you talk about podcasting, there's only 250,000 active podcasts right now. 250,000. And it's set to be a $2 billion industry as of 2021. That's how much advertisers and other companies are spending money advertising on podcasts. $2 billion industry. There's one slice of the pie. Then you get into scaling intimacy. So another study, which came out from the Nielsen Media Research Group, said that On YouTube, four to five minutes on average will somebody view a YouTube video. Scrolling on single individual's Instagram, four to five minutes. Reading a blog, five to six minutes. Listening to a podcast episode, the average podcast listener listens for 26 minutes or longer. So you went from 
posting an IGTV video, doing an IG story, maybe grasping someone's attention for five to six minutes to the opportunity to scale intimacy for 26 minutes or longer on a single episode. And now when you think into like buying power right now, think about it. I don't know about you, but I think 10, 20 years ago, people used to buy Burberry purses or true religion jeans. The buying power was in like, how do I make people assume that I'm wealthy, right? And I think it has since somewhat shifted and people wanna buy into brands with a soul. They wanna buy into people that they trust. They want to buy into stuff that feels relatable from people that they can like, know, and trust, right? There is no better way to create a brand with a soul and create an intimate relationship with somebody than through the power of a podcast. Because that's why my listeners always say, girl, I feel like I'm sitting on the couch with you. Or they'll always come to me and say, hey, were you with me? Were you watching me yesterday? Because I feel like you're speaking into my life. Like this just happened to me last week because I know my audience. And that's the opportunity that you get with podcasting is you get to build these unique relationships and this true intimacy through the power of your podcast because you have people tuning into you once or twice a week up to 26 minutes. That's insane. Then I want you to think about business, period, right? As a business guru, we understand that when you create a business, you have to be providing a solution to someone else's problem or else you're not gonna be able to generate any cash. Passion is cool, cash drives businesses. In order for you to get cash, you have to provide solution to people's problems. Let's say for example, I'm dealing with gut health issues, right? So I go on Google and I type in gut health issues according to SEO and search engine optimization, and I'm not an SEO guru, but there's a couple options that are gonna come up, right? Think about this when you've searched it. Probably a book on gut health, probably someone's YouTube channel, and probably someone's podcast. You will not find Jessica Hurley's group on gut health in Facebook as a solution on Google. You will not find Jessica Hurley's Instagram page about gut health of this one Instagram post that I made on Google. So when you're searching for problems, it is very likely that your podcast is gonna come up on a Google search. If it's in the show notes or it's an episode where you did some content. So when people are searching for solutions and you wanna be visible to them, your podcast episodes are gonna come up on Google. I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, great episode, blah, blah, blah. And when I reach back out, they say, oh, I typed in woman empowerment and you came up on Google. Like there are so many reasons why podcasting is different and it's one of the best kept secrets and people have missed it over and over again because they Google it. There's this technical side to it. It seems too overwhelming and they just totally skip out on the idea because it's an investment of your time, but the results that it yields are incredible. Wow. That's so awesome. I'm so (laughs) stoked. I just started a podcast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So about the tech, and I know for me, you guys, seriously, like my six-year-old had to show me how to start my boyfriend's Samsung tablet the other day so she could do like her homeschooling and I'm hitting the buttons and I'm getting frustrated and I'm like, why isn't this damn thing working? I charged it. Like she's like, mom presses the other button, holds it down, but Samsung pops up. I'm like, oh, my guy's like, how the hell do you run an online business? (laughs) And I'm like, right, this is why I need to hire people. So for me, I promise you guys right now, and Jess knows, I would not have a podcast right now if I did not outsource it because even the simplest things super overwhelmed me. Everybody's like, yeah, just go on uh, GarageBand. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck do I do now? Like, I didn't even know. I'm looking at it. (laughs) Like, I literally needed Jess to, like, walk me through how to hit record. (laughs) So, you know, no shame in not being a tech girl. 
stick to your zone of genius. Facts. But like, if you are intimidated by the tech, honestly, just hire a pro. So Jess, I would love for you to talk a little bit about why is it so beneficial to just hire yourself or a company like yourself to just help them get it out there. Exactly what you said. You just said it. Stick to your zone of genius. And this is critical. And like, listen to me when I say this. If you're a business owner or you're a service provider, anything that you're doing right now to generate revenue. And then I just told you at the front end that this is a great way to build intimacy and a tribe and a community and build real like brand with a soul and loyalty. That's a huge benefit but you're not gonna generate income from it immediately. And so I know some people are looking at that as like investment, no return on investment, that doesn't make any sense. But the way you have to look at podcasts is it should be like an additional arm to a foundational part of your business. If you already have a service or a product that works, adding a podcast to your repertoire, just three to 10X is what you already do and brings in new lead generation. And out to the pro again, what we were talking about, There was another study that was done that said over 45% of podcast listeners make 75,000 annually or more. And when I heard that, I thought, do you know how many gurus say, you know, you need to get on LinkedIn more because there's more people willing to spend money on their business. Guys, I really think the LinkedIn audience is listening to podcasts. I think that's where they are. So when you talk about like, focusing on what you're good at and continuing to run your business, the tech of it is a waste of your time. It is a what they call a one to $10 task. And if in your business, you make anywhere from one to $10,000 selling, marketing, or putting your business out there, why in goodness earth would you waste? Because it can take one to three hours to edit a single 45 minute to an hour podcast episode. Why would you spend an hour to three hours doing a $10 task? This makes zero cents. But this is a tool that could three to 10x your existing business. You need to focus on generating revenue and allow someone that can do production like us or anyone else to care for your podcast so that you can use it for the tool that it's made for. And on top of that, for a podcast to work, you have to focus on valuable content and you have to focus on marketing. Why would you need to focus on valuable content, marketing, audiograms, editing, mixing, then you got to write show notes. So now I got to think of a five to 10 paragraph description for each episode. Like that is involving way too much. That's when you get burnout and overwhelm. When podcasting is supposed to be a valuable tool to 10x what you do, why would you overwhelm yourself with $1 task? Yeah, totally. And like, okay, I'm gonna back it up a little bit here. Just for the millions of other women out there that are like me, can you just explain what an audiogram is? Because I didn't even know what that was. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, such a good question. So a recent stat, and you can call me out on it if I'm wrong, it may have changed. I I saw it a while ago. It was like 82% of people on Instagram and Facebook don't use the volume. This may have changed since we've been home on quarantine. But when people were working and scrolling, you are not playing the volume right? Likely if you're at work. For something to catch your eye, one, it has to be really pretty, really good looking. You want to transcribe stuff so it gives people a chance to stop and view it without playing the sound. And so these audiogram clips are one minute clips we pull from every episode and we do it very purposefully. And there's several tools out there that you can do this with. But we pull a clip that has something to do with your title or is super eye-catching. It's almost like a a commercial for a movie. You want to pull out that clip so that someone scrolling, it catches their eye and then they see the clip and they're like, oh, 
well, now I have to go listen to this 30 minute episode. I have to go hear this content because this is exactly what I'm going through. This is exactly what I talked about yesterday. This is the exact issue I'm dealing with in my business. So now I've saw this one minute clip where Stephanie's talking about how it's not your website, it's your sales strategy. And it's the content that you're creating. You're not connecting with your audience and you need to understand that better. And it's as simple as this, this, and this. And then boom, the audiogram ends. Listen, swipe up for iTunes to listen for more. What? Oh, I'm heading over there. I'm heading over there now to go listen to it. So it's just another marketing tool. It's branded with your colors. It's a very unique marketing tool and we use them with every episode launch and they're fairly easy or time consuming to create. It's a valuable tool. I've had so many people tell us and reach out to us and say like, these really work because I wasn't going to listen and then I saw this and it gets my attention and then I go listen, so. Yeah, I think they're amazing. I always stop and listen to people's now because I'm like, ooh, I want to hear their little clip. I know what this is, right. It's like the trailer to the movie, right? It's the trailer to the movie, exactly. Totally, totally. And you guys do so much. I mean, when you're talking about had a client today say that, oh, I do my own podcast, but it takes me like two hours to edit it and upload it. And I was like, what? Like, no, I don't have time for that. I literally know myself. I know that I wouldn't make time for that. And you guys did everything for me. The gorgeous podcast cover, which I went back and forth on forever. But right (laughs) at the beginning, Jess was like, this one. (laughs) The perfectionist in you was alive and well. (laughs) She always is. And I need people to like tone her down a bit and put her in her place. (laughs) Right? So you guys have done all the editing for me. Like I couldn't even figure out how the fuck to hit record. You think I'm going to start editing shit? Like this is not going to happen and stuff stars world right so honestly you guys this podcast would not exist if i didn't get connected with jessica so if you are holding yourself back from starting a podcast because it feels too time consuming or you're gonna have to learn all this tech or i don't know which mic to buy or all those things honestly you just do you and hand all that over to the people that do what they do best and that's making your podcast awesome One more question I have, because it's something I kind of didn't even realize till I started learning more about podcasting. Can you tell them a little bit about the benefits of earlier you were saying if people want to sponsor your podcast, how can people eventually make money off their podcast through like affiliate marketing and such? Yeah, so I'll jump into the top four ways. So this could be a very long conversation, so I'll try to keep it short. So I always tell people immediately think sponsorships. I always tell people put sponsorships third in line. There's two other ways you can make money and make money fast off of podcasting. Sponsorships like third or fourth because the industry standard is ridiculous right now. So all your favorite sponsors that you hear on those major podcasts, those podcasts are getting anywhere from 150,000 downloads an episode to four to 500,000. And what they're doing is they're saying, okay, we'll give you a hundred bucks, 50 to a hundred bucks per thousand downloads in 30 days or less. And so for, unless you're getting five to 10,000 downloads an episode, these are pennies. So the advertisers that are hip to it, it's almost not even worth the stretch of your listenership. And then think about it as a podcaster and you've built this intimate relationship, you don't wanna jam pack your episodes with ads because think about yourself as a consumer and a listener. What do you do? You skip through the ads like, oh, shut. okay, all right, shut up. Get me to the content, like skip, 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 skip. And as a provider, you don't wanna just jam pack your stuff with this like, here's this new weight loss supplement. It's so great, I used it. So I always tell people, and then, 
that's a sponsorship or an affiliate. And so you only get a percentage of that or you get paid by the sponsor. The number one way to make money from your podcast is to sell your own services. Sell your own services. I love when I get on the phone with someone and they're like, like we go through the whole thing and then they go like, is it pot? Has anyone ever sold their own stuff? And I'm like, oh girl, that is the way to make money on a podcast because it is your radio show. It's your radio show. They tune into you every week. They rely on you. They have loyalty with you. They love you most of the time. So think about your favorite influencer or blogger or person that you follow. Every makeup item that she pulls out, every t-shirt that she buys, you're like, I want, I want, I want. So imagine if you are the creator of these products, you're having this community or these conversations with these people because anytime someone reaches out to you about your podcast, it's in your best interest to kind of converse with them and understand your ideal listener and understanding what they want. And then you literally hand gift it to them in a wrapped bow via the podcast. And then you make 100% of the revenue. Done deal. Sell your services. That's number one. Number two, create a community. So when I keep saying get to know your people, somebody was listening to this and going, well, wait a minute, podcasts are one-sided. So you're speaking into a mic and nobody's talking back. So what does that look like? So people love you. They love what you talk about. They love your messaging, but they want to commune. What if you took those thousand people that love this concept about, you know, soul biz, you know, soul biz podcasts, and we talk about everything from sales strategy to this, that, and the third, but you want to take it to the next level, create community for them and then make them pay a small membership fee. So you can do stuff like that through Facebook, obviously, and that's a little more difficult, but you can do stuff like that through Patreon. Patreon is a platform that was created for podcasters, literally, to create membership sites. And most of them charge less than $10 a month. So that's a numbers game. So let's say, for example, of your 1,000 listeners, you get 200, 200 people in your membership program, and all you do is offer exclusive content. So you say, okay, I do my one episode per week, but I'm going to, inside my Patreon closed group, I'm going to do an extra episode and a practice sales call tip with you every Monday for $5 a month. And so you're giving them exclusive content. They love you already. $5.99 a month isn't anything crazy, but you have 200 people paying for that. That is going to cover the cost at least of your podcast expenses, if not more and become profitable. I have seen Patreon groups with half a million people in it. Wow. Crazy. So that's a great tool. I don't think it costs anything to use as a user. Then you get into affiliate links. And this is just like your favorite bloggers. You find a few great products that you would use, that you love. You reach out to them. You ask them if they have an affiliate program. And then you come up with your own ad on your podcast. Because again, this is your radio show. You get to control it. You come up with the ad. You sell that product using your code or whatever. And you get a percentage of that affiliate uh, of your audience buying that product. You get a percentage from that affiliate. And then last is sponsorships. And I want to go back to sponsorships because there's an industry standard, of course. Like I said, we discussed that. But then there's something called independent pitching. And I think that works a lot better because there are advertisers that want small engaged audiences. And the cool thing about using the right hosting platform, mine, my favorite is Lipson. So real quick differentiation. You have um, platforms, which I consider iTunes, Spotify, all the places that your podcast plays. And then you have hosting sites. And you need one hosting site to host your podcast on. That can be Lipson, Blueberry, Buzzsprout, Podbean, all of these. But the really good ones cover stats all the way down to the city level. So they say, okay, 
after three months, it'll say, okay, Stephanie, you have a thousand listeners in Toronto, Canada. You have 200 listeners in New York City. You have 500 listeners in San Diego. You have blah, 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 blah. So you go on Fiverr, create a media kit proposal of everywhere you've ever spoken, whether or not you've ever written a book, your podcast numbers from the city level, your social media engagement, your Facebook, your Instagram, da 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 and you start independent pitching to people that have companies in these cities. And you say, hey, so-and-so, I saw that you have a location in New York City, in Toronto, in San Diego. I have over 1,500 engaged listeners listening, tuning into me every single week, ready to buy tuning in from all of these areas. Would you be interested in a $150 spot, 60 second ad on my podcast? We can try it out for two months, see what happens, and we'll go from there. So independent pitching works a lot better because it's a lot more targeted. So I would say independent, independent pitching for sponsorships over industry standard sponsorships. If you're a podcast listener, you know what I mean. You've heard Organifi and Skillshare and all of those a hundred times. So bringing something unique to your podcast would make you different, stand out, and a lot more fun. Awesome. I remember listening to uh, Jenna Kutcher. I was binging her content like a year ago, and I always listen to my podcast in the shower. And every time I got out of the shower, I was like, what the fuck is Kajabi? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kajabi, Skillshare, uh, Organifi, like those are you hear those over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's funny because I now use Kajabi, Kajabi. but I really <laughs> Google because I didn't know what Kajabi was. I was just I was like, this sounds like ninja move or something. What the fuck is she talking about? Right. <laughs> but then when she gave you an entire sales script and then said the missing piece is the sales page that you need and you're going to use Kajabi and get 50% off for your first month free. Now she's made money as an affiliate. Yeah, it's so brilliant. It makes brilliant. a lot of sense when you pick the right affiliates. Totally. All right. So can you let the audience know how they can connect with you if they're just ignited as fuck right now and they're like, oh my God, I don't have to do all the work. I'm going to start my own podcast. How do they connect with you? Absolutely. And just an FYI with us, this is not a five, six month process. It was Stephanie is a little bit different. She, she works on her own time, but <laughs> we can get your podcast up in 30 days, 30 to 45 days, um, as long as you kind of follow our lead. So there is no crazy lag time. You could be listening to this episode on May 1st and have a podcast by June 1st. Um, it's that quick. So check us out at instapodcast.com. There's an S on the end. It's not instapodcast. It's instapodcasts. Dot com. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, if not, and you want to just stalk me and check me out for a while, you can follow me on Instagram at Jessica Hurley underscore H-U-R-L-E-Y underscore. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at Instapodcasts as well. So, And you can schedule a call with us um, on the Instapodcast website with one of our representatives or uh, straight from Instagram as well. Awesome. I highly recommend, guys. Jess, thank you so much for taking time and thank you for getting my podcast out into the world. Woo, woo. Let's make this thing hit the charts, guys. Tag when you're listening. Show Stephanie so much love. You know how awesome she is. You know she wants you to make money. She's not out here fooling around and she really wants you guys to be successful. And I promise you out of the 30 something clients that we have, I've never heard someone give away this much game before. So get your notepad out, tag her, write a review. That's how you top the charts on iTunes. Write the woman of a review and let her know how awesome this is.
Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.